Hi everyone, welcome to Zoomies, your dog podcast. I'm Adriana Milne, your local dog trainer from Pet Pals Dog Training. And thank you for joining me this afternoon on Radio Karen. I have the pleasure to have on the studio today, Jude Corsar. Jude was a dog groomer for 35 years in our local area, and she ran Wags Dog Grooming in Chelsea. It was specialized in grooming for small and medium dogs, but Jude is retired now. So welcome, Judy, to Zoomies, and how is retirement life treating you these days? <laughs> Thank you for having me here, Adriana. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. And I must admit, I love being retired. I love not getting up really early on these very cold winter mornings. <laughs> and I, I do enjoy just walking down the wetlands and, you know, enjoying the bird life and, um, yeah, catching up with dogs on the run pretty much. But um, I do love being retired. I love it. Oh, nice to hear. <laughs> so have you had more time for your hobbies? Uh, well, <laughs> my hobbies are pretty much walking <laughs> oh. and I love walking. So I'm usually out and about around the area and often run into some um, clients that oh, I, I yes. used to groom and that's fantastic. I love it when when I do run into them because they usually, the dogs remember me and oh, uh, I love it. I really love it. And, <laughs> you know, I always have a cuddle with them and, um, yeah, that's, that's that really makes my day oh, when fantastic. I run into a next customer. I love Great. it. Great. So how, can you please share with us, how did you start in dog grooming? Yeah, well, that was um, quite some time ago and I guess it initially started because I had been working in pharmacy for about oh. 15 years and really, really sick of it and <laughs> guess I had a midlife crisis <laughs> and um, I had a really good think about what I did like in life and what I didn't like in life and the only thing I actually liked was dogs. <laughs> so just like you, Adriana, yeah. I started out a little dog walking business. Oh, right. I didn't know that part that yeah. you actually did walking in yeah. the early days. And, um, <laughs> I, so I walked dogs and um, would also do holiday care, not in my home, but in the client's home. I'd mm -hmm. come and feed the dogs and walk them if they wanted once a day or twice a day, mm -hmm. I'd, I'd do that. Okay. And um, then all my clients were asking me if I groomed dogs. And I thought, well, that's probably the way to go. Absolutely. So I started ringing around dog grooming salons and found a lady in Blackburn that would teach me. So mm. I paid her quite a lot of money <laughs> to go and work in her salon. Wow. And those she days, taught me. I think those days the the, the tapes didn't have the courses they, they have now, like no. certificate free in grooming and that's right. Way back, yeah. So I worked for her for some, you know, quite some time, and she taught me. And then from there, she actually got me my first job, oh, which was good. in a veterinary clinic in. Um, Goodness me, what's that area? I think it's Malvern. Oh, it so were you based on sort of that no, area before? No, no still I was Chelsea. living in um, Port Melbourne oh, Port at Melbourne, the time. That is fine, yeah, opposite direction. Mm. Yeah, but um, my first job was, um, I think it was Malvern, in Turak Road, Malvern, okay. at a veterinary clinic. Yes. So, and then, you know, you meet a lot of people and mm -hmm. it just just goes from there. It goes from there. So how challenging was to learn especially the, the different styles of, you know, 
cut or clipping for different breeds? Um, it was challenging. I, I did have to research quite mm-hmm. a bit because each breed does have their own specific clip or style, but not every owner wants the breed's specific style. Right. So the first thing you have to do when you have a dog come for grooming is have a really good chat to the owner and ask them what they would like. And some owners want a no-fuss clip that's going to last you know, two to three months, mm-hmm. which is pretty much short all over, no fuss. And mm-hmm. that's okay. And other people wanted a longer clip, particularly on the legs. A lot of people like their dog's legs to be longer, their fur on their legs to be longer. And uh, they want a breed specific cut clip. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I was able to yeah. do that. But you do have to learn each Absolutely. individual Yes. Dogs specific clip. Yeah. Did you ever receive um, like show dogs? Uh, um, the lady, the yes, the lady that I was uh, taught by, mm-hmm. she is an all breeds judge, right. oh. and um, particularly during you know August September when the Royal Melbourne mm, show was on, yeah, we got imagine. a lot of show dogs <laughs> in and. It was just a great time. Yes, to observe and experience was, all that. <laughs> it, was, it was great. I really Fantastic. learned a lot. Oh, I can imagine. And I used to go to the shows mm-hmm. with her. Yep. And um, and I bet she would say, oh, that one I've done, I've clipped that. Oh, no, <laughs> because, because people that show their dog normally um, they do groom, quite a bit. groom their mm. own. Um, but a lot of her friends were show people and they would come to right. her salon mm-hmm. to groom their dogs. So I really learnt a lot talking to them and seeing how they worked and what they did and little tricks and tips and it was just a great time of year mm, to to be there. So And then I'd go to the shows with um, the lady that taught me and I'd learn a lot from just being at the shows as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was a great time. Oh, really very, good. Very good. So I was going to ask you uh, some of the challenges that you faced while grooming, you know, like some people, some dogs, maybe they, well, the owners were not so careful and didn't tender and look after the dogs that well as you like, or sometimes yeah. dogs that just got rehomed from a shelter environment and, you know, came out matted with knots and very long fur. Yeah. So how was when those situations come to you? Well, you'd get um, a lot of people don't have time mm-hmm. to groom or brush their dogs in between grooming. And if they have a coat that continually grows like a poodle or a Maltese, then the fur does get matted. And when it gets a little bit too matted, there's nothing you can do except clip them off short. Mm-hmm. So I used to suggest to those people um, that if they didn't have time to groom their dog, that was okay, I understand. But the best thing to do for the dog is to clip the dog short and during the winter where it's really cold, just pop a coat mm-hmm. on the dog and that way you don't have to worry about intensive grooming. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you still have to brush your dog but not like if it was a long coat. But just keep the dog short and then there's no big issues mm-hmm. and just pop a coat on the dog and the dog won't be cold and it's pretty much a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. Mm. But the dogs, they are kept outside, obviously need to have a, a bit of a longer fur for winter time. And well, they do. 
But yeah. if the person, the owner, is not going to groom them, mm. they can just end up in a really yeah. big mess. Yeah. It's a real mess. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes you'd, I'd one lady um, just pick up a dog from a shelter mm-hmm. and the dog was really stinky oh. <laughs> and uh, very scared. Oh, yes. Which is understandable. But that dog turned out to be a really lovely dog, mm-hmm. you know, just just on his way home. <laughs> they popped into me and I gave him a good old bath and... Um, and they kept coming, you know, for quite mm. some time. And he was a really lovely dog, but just the initial fear. I mean, all dogs oh, from yes. shelters are really scared at Lack first. of experience of uh, being on a groomer, possibly. Well, he, I don't think he knew what was happening yes, to him, you know. Suddenly he's in this person that he didn't mm. know. He's in her car, then he's at my yeah. place, and then he's in the all bath. at once, yeah. Yeah, he was, oh, you know. Maybe too soon to come for the first visit, but, I mean, he was the owner because he was so smelly. <laughs> She probably didn't want to bring home such well, a Well, she didn't, no, <laughs> she didn't. She picked him up later in the day and, and everything went well. Yeah, oh, so, good. But, yeah, things like that happen. And, and have you, nice. I mean, uh, without going in specifics, have situations that you obviously did a, a clip and uh, uh, maybe the client um, didn't like, the, you know, the, the expectations that they had yeah. turned out a bit different? Would that yeah. occasionally happen to you? That does happen. I try to be as specific as I can mm-hmm. before I start the dog. I try to tell them exactly what's possible. Um, a lot of people are under the impression that they can bring a dog to a professional groomer and have whatever they want. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. they can't. Mm-hmm. Because if the dog is really matted, you can't do a long, fluffy, pretty-looking clip. You've got to do them short. And I really try to push that point to customers that, you know, unfortunately, the dog's just too <coughs> matted to to do anything else but clip him short. So that's the biggest problem you yeah. have, that, you know, people have unrealistic expectations of what's possible and groomers don't do that just to be mean they do it because that's all that's available to that particular coat i understand and um thinking and uh, remembering the dog's behaviors in some of the situations you know that they were faced have you got some funny stories or some scenarios that you remember now well sometimes (laughs) yeah when you finish bathing them you dry them with a high-powered dryer Mm -hmm. And sometimes they try and bite mm-hmm. the air, which is kind of funny. But um, yeah, you just you've got to work around it. You, you, you're faced with all <coughs> sorts of um, funny situations. You know, you get some dogs that just want to face you and lick you. And <laughs> as lovely as that is, <laughs> you know, you let them have a you know you have a bit of a cuddle. <laughs> but we need to get on the <laughs> with the job. Lick, lick, so lick. sometimes that can happen, and that's. That's quite funny too, yeah, and it's oh it's God. it's lovely because you know it's just nice. But um, the more they come, I mean, dogs usually come or used to come to me every two to three months for the whole of their life. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you'd know the same dog for fifteen years. Can you believe or, it? That'll be ideal. It so they was build lovely. such a you know relationship with yeah, you. Yeah, we were such friends. Mm. We really were. Sensational. You know? mm. Yeah, and. Um, so, did you have um, dogs that some of the owners have put some quality time teaching them some basic behavior like the stand and uh, just gently handling since puppy that will make a lot of yeah. difference for you, groomer, later on? Yes, uh, most people were really good and if, um, if anyone did bring a puppy 
for the first time, I'd explain to them. I'd always spend a bit of time with the customers because I really felt they needed to know that you need to handle your dog's paws because if you don't, the groomer can't clip the nails or just trim the feet. So if you could just at night, if the dog is sitting on your knee, just just hold his paw and just rub it gently, mm-hmm. very gently. Just let them know that that's a safe thing to do. It's nothing to be frightened about. Dogs have very sensitive paws and if they're not used to that area being handled, then it's really difficult because mm-hmm. they won't hold their paw in a position where you can clip the nails yes. or trim the mm-hmm. feet. And so it becomes a tug of war. But if the dog's quite relaxed about it, it's there's no dramas. It's just very easy. Yeah. So all this prior work it just pays off so much. It does Incredible. pay off. Yeah. yeah. It makes a very good positive association with the dog and the groomer as mm. well. No Absolutely. Fret. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people don't like their dogs to be at the groomers for too long. And I understand that. But if the dog is really resisting what you're doing, it can take an awfully long time like if they're very compliant you just clip them at you know bath them dry them and clip them and it can just you know possibly even work out in a couple of hours but if they're resisting what you're doing mm-hmm. it takes a lot longer and sometimes if they get incredibly upset and really distressed at some time you know sometimes you mm-hmm. have to just Stop what you're doing. Yes. Let them calm down. Put outside a little break. Yeah, and let them have a little then break. Then try it a bit later. And then okay. start again later. Yeah. So it's often a long process, which a lot of owners don't understand. But that's the reason. It's because the dogs are not relaxed. Mm-hmm. If they're relaxed, it's very easy for both people, but for me and the dogs. Mm. But if they're not, it can take a lot longer. Yeah. It really can. Okay, so we're going to have just a tiny break, yeah, for a commercial, and then we're going to be right back, and you're listening to Radio Karen. Dave Crosby, Jim McGuinn, and it's very good to be on your show, man. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Zoomies in Radio Karen. And today we're interviewing Jude Corsa, and she used to run uh, WAGS. Uh, Judy is a retired dog groomer, and we're sharing some great insights with her on her previous working life. <laughs> Judy, so I was going to ask you next. Um, yeah, about the blow drying, there was something I wanted to share with you because on the early stages when I started Pet Pals, mm. 2001, I had a lot of experience with cocker spaniels, smaller dogs, and uh, because I was going to handle different sizes of dogs, at the time there was um, a job going in McKinnon, and I applied to have you know a second one, and it was um, called Silver Poodle. Oh yeah! And I helped bathe and dry the dogs, <laughs> and I very much remember. Number one was how filthy I was at the end of the experience, <laughs> because when the dogs shake on the bathtub, mm. oh my goodness, like you know, goes everywhere. Yeah. So I had this apron, and literally when it was time for me to go home I have to have another pair of clothes because That's I was right. going to be stinking winky and I used to catch the train those days I, anyhow and then was the blow dryer mm. I remember many trying to bite the, <laughs> the nozzle of the blow dryer and um, when they were scared you have to reduce yes. you know, the power yes um, 
Yeah, and sometimes stop and start. And the Samoyans, when you are drawing oh. like snowflakes flying yeah. all over the place. So mm. I remember. So some, I never wanted to learn to clip. For me, it was just a handling <laughs> okay. that I wanted to be comfortable with Alaska Malamutes, you know, all sizes in the Chihuahua. So yeah. it was good. Yeah, for a few months, about six months. Yeah. So I wanted to go next to uh, different dog coats, grooming styles. You're talking about that. Um, and I remember when I was looking for a groomer for my Cocker Spaniel, I ended up um, going out the way towards Mulgrave. And this lady called Mei Wong, she's actually very good. She uh, represents Australian overseas competitions. But at the time, I didn't know she worked by herself. So the first grooming experience of my little Kelly uh, wasn't great because being alone in Kelly, you know, had the big blow dry coming from the wall. I did desensitizing and uh, with, you know, the, the noise of the blow dry at home, but it was nothing like what she was going to see for the first time. Yeah. So then I remember staying in the car and then I get a call from May, Adriana, how are you washing in <laughs> and drying her? And I said, literally, because it was, she was purchasing winter, I was using two little swimming pools and um, the beginning, like when I really did the first bath, when she was tiny, it was just tidying up on the laundry and stuff. I tried to do my bathtub and then to the big, you know, my husband, no, no, no bathtub washing oh. the dog because, you know, he didn't want the hair clogging the, the bathtub, yeah. obviously for rubber mat. So I then got, you know, those half clam shells I was using, lukewarm water yes. on a sunny day, yes. even though it was still. And then the second one, the one I got from Kmart was like a swimming pool that you can a portable you open and close oh. so then one was for putting the toys and i wash her and the second just to rinse mm. so but obviously i was doing that way you know with a little bow very carefully <laughs> neck down and then she goes to me totally mm. different um yeah and it wasn't the best so then it was a, a scenario of me and without knowing at the time that kelly was noise sensitive so it really didn't help because then the, the period of ear infections started so i can imagine the poor little puppy you know the first time all these new things and all that remember when i went it was during covid times when i come to pick her up and try to see if she's going to be calmer with me present what normally you don't want the owner present you want the groomer to relate to the dog she had these tender poodles and these other little fun dogs and kelly loves dogs but the tender poodle i think could see that poor little kelly was stressed and was bringing little toys to oh, oh. you know like a bit of moral support oh, wow. you'll be all right you'll yeah. be all right <laughs> and kelly no we don't have a bath so that day we have to totally forget about you know mm. she only clip what she could the blow dry forget couldn't even think about doing um, and it wasn't the major grooming that I wanted. You couldn't even try. It was basic. And then I wanted initially because I thought, well, my family comes from breeders of Cocker Spaniels. So in my head, I had, I want a perfect clip for Cocker Spaniels. You know, <laughs> oh. she was only six or seven months. Yeah. Forget about Adriana, you know, because May told me, do you know, to achieve that, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to do washing and, and blow dry twice. I said, there's no way Kelly's going to, you know, be able to let you do that. And after the reaction now. Mm. So, and then I received from May. She said, I'm sorry, but I don't think I can help you again because I work by myself. 
in Kelly's situation, you need to have a second person put her out there to rest a bit and in a rotate. And I actually don't have the time because she's very sort of groomer. So I have to find, and then it came me ringing around everywhere and it wasn't easy. Everybody was fully booked. It was just during the reopening of COVID. Um, and you had yeah. the welfare cuts were a priority at the time because, you know, the ones that were seriously met then was like, a, it was getting close to warm weather. Yeah. And I remember then in summer, not this summer, the one before, poor Kelly was like feral. Mm. Uh, the photos that I have from her like the long fur and she was hot being black yes you know? and then she was you take her for a walk and she was ducking on the corners away oh. from the sun. <laughs> so it was a tough period that i'm sure wasn't only for me there was a lot of people who faced that and then we finally found and there was a lot of ringing around um a lady animal med grooming in willows hill so i actually take kelly all the way to willows hill but sarah she's got a team of people but there's lots of dogs and she takes her time mm. she's very smiley easy going person oh, she good. doesn't push she hard you know yeah. get breaks and kelly really turned around obviously i did my work but i couldn't reproduce the scenario of a groomer you know of a busy groomer mm. you just can't you know you, i've got a little table but uh, no the, the blow dry is the main thing with yeah, the noise for yeah. her. it's yeah. very loud the, the dryer is very loud and very powerful but it has to be mm. because some of the coats are super thick oh yeah and you have to get right through that coat down to the skin you really have to get them dry in a you know mm-hmm. and fairly quickly so the dryer does have to be very powerful but if you have a dog that's noise sensitive and it's surprising a lot of cocker spaniels are mm-hmm. um, what you can do is get a towel and fold it in half long ways and wrap it around your dog's head mm. and ears so that they can't hear mm. as loudly. So yeah, the cotton, like um, we try with cotton, is the only scenario is when you're washing, the cotton can just get wet and then you have to reapply a dry one, you know, when the blow dryer comes. Yeah, yeah well, you, with the ears, um, believe it or not, you can get... Um, a little bit of blue tack. Oh, really? And if you roll it in between your palms to warm it up okay. and pop that in their ears, um, that makes their ears waterproof. You wouldn't have a, a risk of going in the oh, canal? Well, you'd make it big enough that Beaver, it wouldn't go, yes. that you wouldn't oh, lose yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so it would just go into the canal a little bit, but there'd be an, a bigger bit you know, on mm-hmm. the outside of the ear so you could pull it away. And right. then throw it away, but that makes the ears waterproof. Okay. Um, so you could leave all that in and then wrap the towel around your dog's head, including the ears, right. and then try the dryer that way. And that usually works. Okay. Usually yeah, I haven't heard that, that particular. Yeah. Another thing that I was thinking now is when you wash the dogs, uh, because you really have to close the little ear because mm. if the water goes through the canal, yeah. the ear infections, it that's can right. be major. And then they, head, they go to the vet. And, yes. You know, that, that's a vet visit for sure. Can, can it, it still happen? Like a oh, yeah, it happens quite easily. Right. Um, dogs have an ear canal that goes down and then turns in to the middle of the head, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. So um, if water does get in that area that is in the bit where it's turned towards the middle of their head, mm-hmm. it gets trapped there. That's it, it can't evaporate. And that can cause... Infections, yeah. So even you know, dogs that go swimming, mm-hmm. the water still gets into their ears, but often they'll have a good shake, yep. and the water will be dislodged. But sometimes it isn't, mm-hmm. and they can get ear infections from that. Unfortunately, because yeah. it's quite painful for them. Yeah, mm. yeah. And in the case of her, or my, 
she is prone to ear infections. And I think it got worse during springtime. You know, she seems to get by any other time of the year. I didn't have a problem, but spring last year was just major. Yeah. From one to the next, and uh, we treated, but then it would not be 100% treated. And yeah, that's a pity because in summer, she loves the water and mm-hmm. I really wanted her to go and swim but honestly she haven't really swam because of the, the scenarios that I have to face so often yeah, with her. Yeah, and yeah. it's quite expensive mm. if you have to, you know, go to the vet and get yes, antibiotics and have it checked. It, is, it can be quite expensive so it's better to avoid that situation yes, if, you're sure. if you can. Unless you really cover up with you know, oh. your, your protection, you know. and Yeah. <laughs> middle jacket. yeah. So I was going to ask you when the COVID period mm. happened, how was for you? Because at that stage, I mean, you had lockdowns and then people couldn't bring even, couldn't drop a dog to you. How, mm. how did it affect you? In that yeah, sense? look, it was devastating as it was for everyone on the planet, yes. to be honest. It was crazy devastating. Time, unbelievable. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. I wish you never, and you think like, when I, I mean, I, I'm a bit too careful in those stages of the COVID initially periods and still am and I still look every week how many cases and it, mm. it, when you look back and you think things are still not on top at all but people no. the way we live and the way we live before you know but that time was new for all of us yeah and no one had like our generation mm-hmm. had not experienced a pandemic no and so it was new and a brand new virus that no one knew anything about so you know everyone's being super cautious and rightly so but Dog groomers weren't allowed to work. No. We weren't allowed. You're not so allowed to work. it was just, um, that was the end of my business. That, oh, that closed so me down. That was That's it. That's unbelievable. And um, someone, I cannot remember who, I think it may have been someone in charge of the Lost Dogs Home, mm-hmm. wrote to Daniel Andrews. Okay. Explaining. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Explaining why dogs. Essential service. Essential should continue. service, yeah. And so... Then it got turned around where dogs were allowed to be groomed in an emergency, mm-hmm. but by that point, I'd already, I'd already closed down. It yeah, just, and then came the backlog. Obviously, the welfare cuts had to be done first. Yes. And then it comes the way the people who are already clients and then the waiting list, and you will mm. be waiting months and months and months. Yeah. Nobody was taking your clients for a start. So people who had new pups, like myself, mm. <laughs> you were just sorry, can't help you. That's <laughs> right. There was yeah. nowhere to go. It was a terrible time. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. It it's is unbelievable. unbelievable to think that the whole world could be locked down. Yeah. I just found it unbelievable, but it, it did happen. Yeah, so and Melbourne, I think, was probably one of the worst cities in the world. Yeah, we had the most lockdowns <laughs> in yes. the world. Traumatic, yes. I would say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> However, yes. we're past it now. We so. passed, we passed. Mm. So um, I wanted to ask you as well, how do you find the dog grooming at present? And how, for even before COVID, going a little bit back, there was something else that um, um curious to ask you is when the dog groomers you know like the vans start coming and then the, the franchises and all this new business popping because you started way back 35 years ago and yeah. those franchises are not going to say uh, the brands and the names but you know what I'm talking about I so do. they all competed in a short geographical area with each other mm. and plus the vets then start putting groomers specific days of the week yes and that's all kind of affecting well you know. it does affect you um I've got to say the vans really didn't make a great impact mm-hmm. on me at all because they can only groom 
one dog at a time, obviously, mm-hmm. and then drive to the next client and groom that dog and then drive to the next client. So they really can't do that much in a day. Whereas in a salon, you can get a dog ready for a bath, bath it and pop it under a dryer mm-hmm. and then get the next one started. Okay. So you can do two, maybe three at once, more right. or less. Mm. So you're only working on one dog at a time, but you've got one being dried while you're working on another. So you can do more in a day. Mm. Um, the vets did make a bit of a difference because people tend to trust a yes. vet more Recommendations. Than they trust a groomer. Mm. But, you know, I used to say to some people, well, well, some people would be very impressed because they think their dog is being clipped by a vet nurse. And I'd say to them, well, do you send your children to a nurse to have a haircut? <laughs> it's the same thing. A vet nurse is a different Cup thing. of tea, the specialisation, that's another yeah, field. It's vet a different job than a grooming. Health. A yeah. groomer is a hairdresser mm. and a vet nurse is a nurse. Mm. So when I'd say that to people, it's like the penny dropped and they think, <laughs> oh, yeah. Makes sense after all. It does all. make yes. sense. Yeah, a vet nurse is a nurse. And a groomer is a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference. Okay, so we are going to have a very tiny break and we'll be back uh, after the station announcements, okay? You're listening to Radio Karen. G'day everyone, I'm AC from Friday Night Frothies, also very involved in the sporting club. We're here today at the grand opening. Any opportunity I get, I'll be listening to Radio Karen. Hi everyone, welcome back to Zoomies on Radio Karen. And we are having this lovely chat with Jude Corsard. Judy, what else would you like to expand on with us? Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, oh. Any funny stories, any funny little stories? drama stories? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I used to have a dog. <laughs> I had a little dog that came to me, little Lucy, and she would not go home until I gave her some dry food. Oh. And then she was happy to go. <laughs> but when her owner turned up, she wouldn't go. She would just sit. <gasps> she ne- loved you. <laughs> she, she wouldn't go. It was quite funny. Second mummy. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit like that. Yeah, and yeah, some dogs wouldn't go home until they'd had a cuddle, which is just lovely, you know. It's really lovely those sort of things they are quite funny and yeah quite memorable and you know i i really did love what i did i mm, really did great. and um yeah you the, miss the it then when you um, look back now well unfortunately as you get older <laughs> you lose your strength and I, i'm not sure if that would have faced you but um i had a lady once uh, for other reasons i came in contact too and she was actually developing a bit of arthritis in her hands oh yeah and she was she did too much uh, yeah. in a very short time and that became a challenge for her mm. she was getting very tired Absolutely. and she couldn't uh, turn over so many dogs yeah. that she needed to make a decent living yeah, yeah well that's that is a big issue i've got arthritis throughout my body now right. and so sorry when to hear. i was grooming I had bursitis oh. in both shoulders yes. and had to the have... Holding the positioning yeah, often, tearing wear. Lifting yeah. a dog yes, lifting really well. aggravates it. Mm-hmm. So I had to have cortisone injections wow. in each shoulder. But I am happy to say, since not doing any lifting, since I retired, mm-hmm. 
I don't need that anymore. You know, my shoulders are, are good. Yeah, so it was really like a, because of the, the occupational, you know. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, unfortunately, but it came with the territory. It does come with the territory yeah. and you do have to just be prepared for that. So I've always been very strong. Mm-hmm. I've always been a very strong person for my size. So it never bothered me, but then... I never because I kept working with dogs and lifting and um, doing you know lifting correctly where you have to squat mm-hmm. down and then pick them up and you know lift correctly. Mm-hmm. I thought I would not lose strength with age, but I did, um, and I was didn't. very surprised by that because I thought even though that's what happens to human bodies naturally, mm-hmm. I didn't think it had happened to me oh. because I was lifting yes. regularly. But it did happen, right. unfortunately. Yeah. So no, I was not expecting that and I was not happy when it happened. Yeah, so and it makes sense that too you were specialising in small and medium-sized dogs mm-hmm. because can you imagine the weight lifting a big oh. dog? You won't really need like a ramp or something? To, well, to yeah, how you do height. lift a big dog is, say for instance, let's just use a big dog breed for instance, instance a golden retriever yes you would um put your hands under their chest and pick their front half up and put their front paws on the desk or the table and then you hold them at the back of the neck and sort of push a little bit and then you put your hand between their back legs and just sort of tip them up yes and um it's it's very easy to do Mm -hmm. and it doesn't distress the dog in any way because they can sort of see what you're doing and then they've always got their paws on a solid surface mm-hmm. so they don't feel like, you know, unsafe and yeah. um, that is how you lift a big dog. Yeah. But it, it did all get too much. Oh, I can't imagine. And um, the situation, cats, you never done no, cats? No, I, I, I did early on. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Scratches? Did you any oh, scratch you very bad? <laughs> I had one one cat. It was 18-year-old um, and, had, and had three legs. So his one remaining back leg, he picked it up and slit open my wrist. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I tell you what, I was so scared. (gasps) So I looked at this wound on my wrist and I could see my vein and he hadn't. That was really Really frightening. He had not nicked the vein, luckily. Mm. But from that day, I said, no cats. But. He had to have like big claws really mm. to like sink into your flesh yeah. and to be able to do such a deep uh, damn. Well, yeah, know. he just, oh. he was very frightened oh, and yeah, very petrified. old. But um, yeah, he ripped into me oh. like I was not expecting. And that was just to cut his fur because to bathe? Well, he was, yeah, there for um, a to bath bathe, and a haircut. But a lot, because we, cats, you know, the reaction to water is mm. just... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, we hadn't got to the bathing stage. I was still not even. (laughs) Can you imagine if in the bath? Yeah, we got to. I was just brushing him out, and he wasn't happy. And um, yeah, this one remaining back leg, and he really got me. But I I was so frightened, and I thought, you know, another fraction of a millimeter, and he would have slit my vein and I thought oh no no I'm too scared so I, I, got, I became scared of cats oh, 
became scared of no them. No wonder. But in a situation like that, like you think the own 18, why mm. would she even have considered, have brought some make groom? Wonder, because make you obviously never been introduced to anything like that mm. before. And at yeah. 18, you know. Why bother at no, that age? It does make you wonder. Yeah. Yeah, I don't anyway. understand. Yeah. So bites, have you? Oh, lots of bites. <laughs> lots. lots of bites. Yeah, I've got scars on my hand oh that my turn white when I get a bit of a tan. In the <laughs> so lots of bites, but but it, mostly the things that really scared them was the tools or oh, a bit of everything. No, sometimes there's lots of different forms of aggression. Mm-hmm. Um, there's fear aggression. Yeah. There's learned aggression, and there's inherited aggression, mm-hmm. to name a few. So if you've got a dog that's um, being aggressive because they're scared, all forms of aggression are very dangerous. But if you've got a dog that's really scared, that's I found that was the easiest to deal with because you'd get them on the table, they'd be, you know, crouched over and just really trying to kill you Mm. in any way they possibly could. But you just have to remain extremely calm Mm -hmm. and speak very calmly and in a very low voice and just one a couple of little tricks that works with a dog with fear aggression is to look them in the eye and blink very slowly and Mm. that's sort of dog language for i like you Mm. so that that's a good start (laughs) that's a good start Mm. And also just putting your hand – it takes a long time to do this – but putting your hands where they can see them. You don't cry, try and grab them by the scruff of the neck no. or anything like that. You just have to go very, very slowly and just earn their trust. And it can take a long, a time. long time. It can take, you know, half an hour or more. Don't. But you have to do it. Mm. You have to do it and just take the time. And once they start trusting you – then when they're not looking, you can all, always bend down and give them a very fast kiss on the cheek. A and kiss make, on the A kiss on the cheek. <laughs> and once you are able to do that, but you've got to be quick because you don't want to turn you don't want them to turn around no, and bite you in the face. No. So if you do get the opportunity to give them a really fast peck on the cheek, they they get quite a shock. By that. Unexpected, I think. Yes. Yeah. So, no, you know, uh, to be fret, there's no fear. Yeah, and then they turn around mm. you, turn around, look at you, and then they often oh, calm oh. down. They think, oh, she's okay. She's yes. not here to mm. kill me. Would you ever introduce uh, little reward treats by when you start gently handling them and trying to make association new little treats? I never not, did do not, that. Never, okay. Because I just didn't want to be associated with food or something. I wanted them to like. Me and be confident around me. Okay. Um, So there was that. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have a dog that is um, just plain straight out mean, Mm. (laughs) that's really difficult. And you honestly, you can't win them over. Mm. So what you've got to do is um, pop a collar on them and a lead and tie that lead to the wall. So I've had hooks on the wall where I could tie the leads and just work in an area where they can't turn the head turn and just come and get to, you and to reach, reach you. Yeah. And you can put a muzzle on them, but sometimes a muzzle makes them worse. They get more distressed by the muzzle. And if they never be introduced to one yeah. the first time they're going to see the you know, so it needs like previous work yeah. from the owner at home if yeah. that comes to a situation makes, like that. Mm, often makes things much worse. 
So you try to – I tried to work without a muzzle. Mm-hmm. Obviously, do the head – you had to put a muzzle on to just do that area, but I tried to not use it mm-hmm. because it can, it could make things worse. Yeah. So, but they they took a lot longer too because it's not just the biting that's a problem. It's a dog that is in that you know place in their head. They keep jumping. They try to jump around to bite you. So they're not standing still. Mm-hmm. So. It's a. It becomes a battle. Yeah. Like you're trying to do what you've been asked to do mm-hmm. and do your job, yeah. and the dog is doing everything it possibly can yes. to not let no. you do that. And do you think in a situation like that? I don't know if you had an opportunity, but the, to have an assistant uh, when those particular dogs are booked for those days. I did have a yes. Yeah. Yeah. I did have an assistant when I had the shop mm-hmm. in Station Street. Okay. And she was quite experienced with dogs and um, she was great. Wonderful. She was great. So that was, yeah, she was a great asset. Mm-hmm. Mm. But then when um, I did move the shop to my home yes. in Chelsea and um, I downsized the business a bit at that point and I didn't, ha- didn't have an assistant no, then. No, just by yourself. Yeah. 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 So you, if with those dogs that were a bit... Well, uncontrollable, really. Mm-hmm. You had to pop them on the lead and tie the lead to the wall. And then I also had an arm, a tall sort of pole added to the end of my table where I could attach a strap that went under their belly and that made them stand up. And that sort of stopped a lot of the movement and seemed to work. That mm-hmm. seemed to work. So that's how you did that. Mm-hmm. But obviously that took a lot more time as yes, well. Yes, a lot more time. So and what was the worst bite apart from the scratch of the cat? Apart from the from cat's, dog. cat scratch. Oh, I've do you remember <laughs> if you? It's not funny, but I do laugh. I, I once. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, I mean, you've got to be tough <laughs> to be a groomer. You really do. You yeah. have to be strong, and you have to be tough, and you have to just deal with it. Um, but once I had a dog bite me. He was in the bath and. A customer came in and I turned to look at the customer Aye. and he got me on the arm and I had to hold my arm and I was walking and dripping blood all over the floor. Oh. <laughs> so I know it's not funny, but God. when you think of this situation, here's You're this still trying to give attention the to the customer. And here's Come this in. customer wanting to oh. talk to me and I'm standing there with Not the best blood. first impression. No, it's not <laughs> a good first cool. impression, but you just have to... Work yes, with it. You with just have flow. to do the best Adapt you can. And, going. and um, rule number one in grooming is to not panic. And you really have to just remind you of that, mind yourself of that every day, all day. Don't panic. So mm-hmm. you've just got to <laughs> deal with it. Things happen. Things happen, and you just. Quick you've adapt to, and keep going. Yep, you've just got yeah. to keep going. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, mm. exactly. Okay, so we're going to very quickly have another tiny break and we'll be back with Zoomies on Radio Karen. If you're the Karen way, just call Mitchell Tall. Or in Patterson Lakes, just call Mitchell Tall. Anywhere Bayside, just call Mitchell Tall. Buy a summer house, just call Mitchell Tall. Mitchell Tall. Tall, tall. Real estate. Oh, yeah, a little real estate. We want more. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. One take. 
Hi everyone, welcome to Zoomies on Radio Karen, and we are continuing our lovely chat with Judy from previous owner of Wags Dog Grooming in Chelsea. So, uh, Judy, I just wanted to talk to you and ask how have been your experiences with your dogs along your life? You know, like so. Yeah, well, my own dogs and my grooming dogs, the best dogs I've ever had and the best dogs I've ever groomed have always been shelter dogs. Mm-hmm. They've always been the Curious. best dogs. I mean, they may start out quite nervous and when you bring a shelter dog home of course they're uncertain and they don't know the rules and they're feeling very uncomfortable but honestly they are the best dogs I've ever had interactions with in my private life and in my grooming life they're just so lovely they're so happy to be with you and very accepting of whatever you're doing you know they're just happy dogs to to be I don't know whether they know they've had a second chance. They probably Let's do. See, second chance in law in life, and they have a bit of love. Some they have yeah. never had that. In yeah, their life. and you know they've got a lovely warm bed and a big, full warm belly. You know, so <laughs> this is great. And think, walks, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, to be. so you get a little routine. You know, I mean, my routine was always um, have breakfast and then go for a walk around the block and. You've only got to do that a few times and then your dog is waiting at the door with the lead, you know, <laughs> giving you a bit of a hurry up. So things like that, they know, they get to know the routine and it's the same with the grooming dogs. They got to know the routine. They came in, they had to stand on the table and have a pre-clip first mm-hmm. and then a bath and then they were finished off after the bath and they knew the routine. But I've got to say the most relaxed dogs were the shelter dogs. They were the best. Wonderful. They really were. And I, and thankfully, most of my dogs that came to me for grooming were from shelters. Mm. So that was great. But my own dogs, I've had a lot of shelter dogs. And, um, yeah, they were all of them. All of them were fantastic. Great-natured dogs. Really fantastic. Mm. Mm. Any uh, spe- special one? They're like a... Oh, well, they have a soft s- spot. <laughs> you could share with us. I know you love them all. Oh, of course you do. Of course you do. Yeah, no, they're all special in their own way, yeah. all of them. They're okay. all different. Like I had little Wendy who didn't like to sit with anyone at night. She just used to go and pop herself into bed pretty early. So I used to bring her out to watch telly with me, but she'd always sneak off and want to be by herself. So mm. that was fine. That was what she mm-hmm. liked to do. And you have others that just want to, you know, run around for a while and then just crash. So <laughs> that was fine. Little Kitty was like that, my little Kitty. Oh, you probably remember her. Yeah, I remember Kitty. Jack Russell. Yeah, the Jack Russell. She was, she was a great dog. Yeah, she was – she didn't – oh, she was a lovely, lovely girl. She was very friendly to everyone on the beach mm-hmm. and, yeah, she was a really good dog to have. And when I got her, I went to um, – where did I get her from? A shelter in Mornington oh. in Robinson's Road. Ah, the, PS, the RSPCA piece yes. there one. Yeah. and I said to them that I had a lot of dogs coming in. Akers Kitty came to work with me every day and um, I said, I need a dog – that's going to be okay with, people. with other people yes. and other dogs, dogs coming into her space all the time. Mm-hmm. So had a look at two different dogs and I chose Kitty because she was the most outgoing, friendly, happiest dog. 
And yeah, it worked well. She was she was great. Yeah, so she, she was, was the hostess of Wags. Hello, everyone. Yeah, she was. Um, <laughs> I used to call her the welcoming committee. Welcoming committee. <laughs> <laughs> she was good. She was happy to to share her space, and I really needed that. And um, she she did that well. She was mm. great. Yeah. So, uh, since you retired, you were sharing with me that you had some trips, like uh, you enjoy traveling oh, a little bit. Why, <laughs> why not? Why, why not? Exactly. <laughs> it's not about time. Why not? <laughs> My last trip, I'm so happy to say, was I went to Antarctica. Yeah, can oh, you imagine? Wow. It was unbelievable. Jeez. Unbelievable. You know, just, just the wildlife. The I saw... Wandering albatross that oh. stay, yeah, they stay on the wing for five years. I couldn't, you know, things like that. Do, um, penguins that swim along with you. Did you see the emperors, you. the emperor penguins? Are they there? No, I no, didn't. didn't. I read a book about them and yeah. I just couldn't believe, like, oh, they endure blizzards and everything when they have the yeah. little baby chicks, yeah. you know, and they protect around the father's legs. Yeah. And I mean, endure incredible, like, horrible are. circumstances and the blizzards of the weather. Yep. Yeah. Truly amazing, and you know, loads and loads of whales. Oh. It was just the orcas. Did you see the orcas? Didn't see any orcas. No. Um, I can't remember the name of the whales. Ah, oh, there's so many different ones you get a but, bit. Yeah, some whales, not up close, not like as yeah. close as uh-huh. I am to you, but they would be maybe a hundred no. meters no, away, that's close enough. and you could see them. Um, Coming to the surface Come, and the oh, spraying. Oh, yeah, you saw them coming to the surface, yep, and spraying, and then they'd dive down and their tail fin The tail is beautiful, the oh, tail. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, I only see them with my mama in the Gold Coast once, but I can imagine the Antarctica would be yeah. just that setting around. Mm. And I was very, very lucky with the weather. It was I went in February, mm. so the seas were calm, which was fantastic for me. Yes, because I don't... <laughs> Rocking up in there. And also very sunny. Sunny. So you're in... Or the reflection on the mm. icebergs, you know, the light yeah. like just shines through. Yeah. So the Gorgeous. mountains are covered in snow. Mm. You've got the beautiful white icebergs and flat, calm seas with whales. Oh, ah, a dream. A it, dream. Yeah. certainly yeah. was a once-in-a-lifetime trip. It was yes. yeah, unbelievably oh. amazing. That is fantastic. Mm. I think we might start wrapping up today. Okay. <laughs> so, um, thank you so much for coming and sharing yeah. all your wonderful stories with us. And like, we're just being oh, just delighted to have you here. So, I think we reached the end of the show today. So, thank you for listening to our podcast Zoomies on Radio Karen and we will be trying to get a couple more guest speakers coming up on the Fridays and I just wish you have a wonderful weekend ahead with your dogs please take them out this particular one in Melbourne is going to have a bit of a sun so take them out and about do adventure trips with them and do picnics and barbies like I do with mine when there's doesn't rain and bushwalks love going to Mornington Peninsula a lot to explore put a jacket and your woolies on your dogs okay and the PJs at night because it's cold guys thank you so much and we'll be joining you again next week bye